नमस्कार दिस इज अखिलेश भार्गव वेलकम टू टिपिट्स ऑन बिजनेस एंड फाइनेंस विद मीन एज अ डेवलपिंग नेशन विद अज यंग पॉपुलेशन इंडिया नीड्स टू ग्रो रैपिडली बट सच ग्रोथ हैज इल्यूडेड इंडिया सिंस 2016 थाउजेंड सिक्सटीन इन पर्टिकुलर आर जी डी पी ग्रोथ हैज फॉलन कंसिस्टेंटली इयर आफ्टर इयर सिंस देन टिल इट हिट अ शॉकिंग बॉटम ऑफ अ ग्रोथ रेट ऑफ थ्री पॉइंट फाइव परसेंट इन क्वार्टर फोर of financial year 2020 the fact is that while india's core economy was inherently slowing down since 2016 the policy blunders like a draconian demonetization and a hurried and complex gst only accelerated the slowdown for sheer political convenience the government has been in a complete denial mode about the slowing growth preferring instead to give doctored misleading data to prove otherwise what stayed in the face which is a continued slowdown in india's growth the government always denied the continued slowdown in growth till it hit a worrisome rock bottom in march 2020 the covid pandemic ironically came to the government's rescue since the economy collapsed because of the covid lockdowns and no one could now blame the government for it thus In the COVID year of financial year 2021, the economy did not grow at all, and it instead contracted by about seven percent, as per the government data. Though we think that the contraction was much more than that. The benefit of a low base effect meant that the economy clocked a growth rate of 8.5 percent in financial year 2022, but that was just about enough to take the GDP to the pre-pandemic levels, except. in sectors like travel tourism etc which are still behind the pre pandemic levels even now the indian economy is just a little over where it was in march 2020 and it is now expected to record incremental growth beyond it in the current financial year 2023 hoping that there is no disruption because of a fresh covid wave the prime minister while speaking at the brics business forum said that india's real gdp is expected to grow by 7.5% during the current financial year making it the fastest growing major economy in the world the prime minister's growth forecast of 7.5% is in line with that of the world bank but it is still higher than that of reserve bank's own forecast of 7.2% and the pm's forecast is much lower then the imf's bullish forecast of 8.2% all of which we think have a potential downside bias the prime minister told the business forum that even during the covid pandemic steps were taken by the government of india to improve ease of doing business by reducing compliance burden on companies and he invited the brics nations to invest in india's 1.6 trillion dollars national infrastructure pipeline it sounds impressive to hear that india is expected to be the world's fastest growing major economy again with an expected growth rate of 7.5% as projected by the prime minister but then what do such impressive figures really translate at the ground level do they mean robust government finances or do they mean strong macroeconomic fundamentals of the economy or does it mean increased household income or a consumer willing to spend more or does it mean a corporate 
willing to invest more. Though growth may be looking up, with some like Piyush Goel claiming that all indicators show that India is on the growth path, the growth is actually not building up income for the consumer, which would inspire him to spend more and thus help to boost the economy. A recent survey says that the urban Indian consumers have reduced their spending on apparels, on fuel and also on eating out during the last six months as inflation has eaten into household budgets. The survey findings in the matter of consumer spending are not very encouraging. And what are they? The first finding is that with inflation at its highest levels in the past eight years, petrol prices spiraling and the wholesale price index at a 30-year high, the cost of living in India has gone up in the recent past. The second finding, a majority of the respondents said that their cost of living has gone up as compared to what it was 12 months ago, with 46% of the respondents saying that their cost of living has gone up a lot in the last 12 months. The third finding is that consumers in tier 1 cities are feeling its impact the most as compared to tier 2 and tier 3 cities. Of the respondents, 40% expect that their household situation will improve in the next 12 months. One third expect no change in it. And 17% think that it will actually worsen further. Finally, fewer cutbacks have been reported on essential food items, on broadband subscription and household essentials because they are an utter necessity and they cannot be compressed or reduced beyond a point. These survey findings about the deteriorating consumer outlook, which stands to benefit little from the fact that India is expected to regain its position of being the fastest growing major economy in the world. This situation is further confirmed by a recent speech of the Hindustan Unilever chairman, who at its recent AGM said that India is going through the most difficult economic situation and persistent inflationary pressures are beginning to weigh on demand and also on consumer spending. He says that it has prompted some buyers of fast-moving consumer goods to temporarily cut back on purchases through a period of price stickiness, as, which is described by him as being very rare. He then says that India is probably going through the most difficult economic situation due to high inflation and supply chain disruptions. The HUL chairman says that we are probably getting to a situation where we have now seen 14 consecutive months of double-digit wholesale price index. And he says that FMCG markets, which have generally been strong for, the lo for a long period of time, have started seeing the effect of this. Inflation is biting into the fortunes of the consumer and also into the fortunes of the corporates. He then says that Inflation is testing the resilience of India's FMCG market. The HUL chairman says that most recently, they have seen market rates moderate and volume growth rates have actually become negative in the short term. Consumer goods volumes fell in 2022. It was a negative growth rate, which is something extremely rare. He said that HUL will continue to increase the prices of its products as inflation remains high. 
he mentioned that the inflation rate for ingredients such as palm oil, crude oil and its imported derivatives like plastics and logistics is over 50%. He admitted to short-term pain for the FMCG industry, but he remained confident of the medium-term to long-term future, referring to India's low per capita consumption, its large young population and its growing middle class. The middle class has actually shrunk in the last couple of years, but it is always expected that the trajectory would be one of them going up. The fact is that more than pain for the FMCG industry, it is likely to be more pain to the consumer. With Dr. Michael Patra, the learned Reserve Bank's deputy governor confirming that India's inflation fight will not be painless. He said that inflation will stay above the Reserve Bank's target of 6% for the next three quarters and it will hurt growth and it will hurt the consumer too. He interestingly mentioned that while high inflation indicated that there was demand in the economy, most of it according to him was because of the so-called revenge spending after the pandemic years. People coming out and spending in larger numbers because they could not do so in the last two years. We think that if the revenge spending element of consumption is taken out, then it will be clear that consumer demand has indeed gone down, not just because of a rise in prices, but also because of depleted household incomes, something that the government generally doesn't talk about. If we were to look at the impressive growth picture that the Prime Minister paints from the perspectives of the common consumer who faces eroded income and eroded spending despite such growth that the Prime Minister talks about, then such growth at present is more of optics and a statistical feel-good as we call it, with little feel-good being translated or being passed on to the ground level. The real picture thus is much more different, which is, while the Prime Minister speaks of the growth, the Finance Ministry itself points out that financial year 2023 will be a tough year for government finances with a twin deficit whammy of fiscal deficit as well as current account deficit hitting the government finances. The government will thus not be able to continue with all its spending, including food, fertilizer and fuel subsidy, and it will be forced to prune and discontinue some of its expenditure unless it chooses to prune its capex itself, which will be anti-growth. This year, the government expects to spend 7.5 lakh crores on capital expenditure, and we hope that this twin deficit problem does not prune that. Rising inflation will not just erode household income, but it will give a setback to corporate profits also, which will push back India's GDP growth. The sheer want of demand will hurt growth such that just as low interest rates did not benefit growth in India, so also a 7.5% growth rate will not improve the ground reality at all. Persistent inflation and unemployment and crisis in the MSME sector will do little to cheer up the sectors despite India being the fastest growing major economy, as the Prime Minister points out. We think that this is the actual position. The larger picture to us is that there are three extraordinary factors at play in the Indian economy. Until these factors do not play out or they get diluted and tackled, it would be premature to take any pride in our growth rates, which to us look like misleading.
and what are those three factors the first one is the impact of the ukraine war on our fiscal deficit on our current account deficit and on inflation the second extraordinary factor is the tightening of monetary policy and its impact on consumption growth and investment and the third is a post covid revenge spending which gives a false buoyancy to growth till these do not play out the economic growth figures may prove to be mere optics that do not quite trickle down to the ground reality as we see at the moment it's good to see a 7.5% growth rate as the prime minister points out but the fact of the matter is till it does not come down to the pocket of the normal consumer till it does not improve the realities for the msme sector it's not really going to translate into a lot of good as we would expect it to this is akhilesh bhargav signing off till we meet again namaskar